we then corrected Gimel. We saw the story of the Malach who came to the wife of Malach. The message he gives her, why she doesn't repeat the whole message to her husband. Um, the second, then Malach asks that Hashem should send the Malach back a second time, which Hashem does. Again, he sends it to the lady. And uh, when Malach comes to ask what tells us what we need to do, he doesn't say a thing. He says, well, I'll tell the lady that's what you should do. And then Malach, who didn't yet know he's a Malach, offers to bring an animal, as a, like a meal for him. The Malach tells him rather bring us a carbon. When Malach does do that, the Malach you now reverts back to being a Malach and goes up in the flames of the Shemaim. And like we saw, Malach called, if that's the case, I'm going to die. And his wife calms him down and says, no, if you want this, you were meant to die, Hashem wouldn't have shown us all of this. And you are not meant to die. So we're left with all these questions. And we said, so you have to understand the background story to what's going on over here. Um, most of what I'm quoting, the principles from the Sefer, Abbas Yenison, Abbas Yenison, uh, the bit of the Sefer is just to explain this, what he says. So, we saw that there's going to be something unique about Shimshon. Something unique about Shimshon, which means he's going to have physical abilities in a sense which are unparalleled. Now, the mammoth is, if that's the case, besides understanding what Shimshon has given us abilities for the unique tapkid he was meant to have, we also have to understand why his parents were the ones who were chosen um, to bring such a child into the world. And what Rabbi Anderson says is that, like, that both Manayach and his wife, Rabbi of previous days. And both of them were something in their lifetime. And now they were brought back again to fix what they had done wrong in the past. So now let's look at each one. I'm just calling what Venus says. Doesn't this who they were in Gilgal are? Could someone just say that or is coming from the reason? What does uh, Venus say? He says that Manayach was a Gilgal of Noach. It's, not, not, it's also matched with the word Mi Noach of his name, from Noach. There's a Gilgal of Noach. Now let's remember, what was the mistake Noach made in his lifetime? We know after the Mabu, Nayach has now meets the world which is the perfect world. Nayach has come back to a situation of the world which is perfect. There's no time. He's introduced to a new Bria. And Nayach comes to populate to inhabit the new world. And Nayach makes a mistake. The Apostle tells us, he drinks from the vine and he gets drunk. And in his drunken state, as you know, his son Cham comes and causes that he won't have any more children. And that was the kilkul of Noach. The kilkul of Noach was a kilkul of getting drunk. And the result of that was he wasn't able to have more children. When Noach comes back, unable to have children. He's in the same position which of after the case of Noach, which is why he was brought back to this world to Mithakim. And being, as we know, this is the principle of Narizal, if a person died in this, after having done a certain chait, which left a certain pagam, a certain blemish in them, they're going to come back the same way. And they have to be Mutakins. And therefore, Manayach comes back unable to have children because this was the Gilgal of Nayach. And the result of Nayach's chait was he's unable to have children. That was the first half. The, who was his wife at Gilgal of? So the, the Rabbi Anderson says, Stilfonis, the wife of Manayach, was a Gilgal of Chava. Chava was the other person who had a perfect world. And the chait of Chava was that she was nichna to what the snake convinced her to eat and as a result of that she brought mess into the world 
she brought death to the world. As we know, and then the world which was previously perfect was a Gan Eden, where people were much of much greater stature, people were much much more powerful, people were much holier. So that was all destroyed by the Avera of, really the Avera of Adam and Chava. But Chava was the one who began the Avera. She was the one who caused Adam to sin too, and therefore she's responsible for the Chet, which later on led to, led to the fact that humanity suffers everything we suffer as people, because that's all as a result of the Chet of Adam and Chava. And therefore, the Tikkun of Chava, the Tikkun of Chava is also as a result of what she ate. Noach, what he drank. Chava, what she ate. Now, both of them, as we saw, were Makalkel, the Brief, in different ways. Um, the, the situation which we spoke about last time was that Klai Yisrael wasn't Roy that Klai Yisrael collectively should be able to fight and defeat the Pelishtim. Klai Yisrael weren't holding in a spiritual place to do that. And uh, therefore we need the Yachid, an individual who in his own right, in his own merit, is going to defeat the Pelishtim. And it's a Yachid who is going to have special powers, a special ability to fight the Pelishtim as a Yachid, not as part of the Tzibur. The word Shimshon comes from a contraction of a part, two words of a passive. Shemesh Umagain Hashem Elokim. Shemesh Umagain. Put the two words together, you get Shemshon. Look at that. Shemesh Umagain. You have all the letters of the word Shemshon there. And and the the what are these two levels of the Shemesh and the Magain? The Shemesh is like a sun. The Magain is a shield. It's an interesting comparison. A sun and a shield. What are the two levels? So the first point is the sun. The sun is the greatness a person can reach. And we know that it's the Gemara in Bavash by Adam and Chava that their skin shone like the sun. Their skin shone like the sun. That was the first point. That was the Shemesh. Uh, they lost their luster. They lost their shine to some extent after the Chet. But even though, even though they lost some of it, the Gemara still says in Bavash that Noah and Achbeila, after they died, their skin still was radiant. They were all creatures who were created by Hashem. So that's the first level, the Shemesh. Noah was the one who was saved. As we know, the whole of humanity was destroyed, and Hashem saves Nech miraculously from what the fate of the rest of mankind. That's the Mogin. That's the shield. When you put the two Anhogas together, the Anhogas of Abraham, of Adam Rishon, and Noyach, both of what they were meant to have before they sinned, respectively, to get these two Anhogas of Hashem, Shimshon was meant to have a middle of both of them. It was meant to have a, a, something of, of ex, like a supernatural, something in the extreme which was the Shemesh, and the protection. The Shem was going to guard it from anything happening to him. And that's why Hashem gave him both. Hashem gave him abnormal strength. The Gemara says that inside that it was given some kind of a spiritual strength which was defying anything physical, at the Shemesh. At the same time, he was invincible. The official couldn't do anything to him. That's the Magen. And therefore, Shemshon, the child of Manaich and his wife, was meant to, in some way, be a tippon of the Avera of Chava, and the Tikkun of Avera of Nech. Now each of them had what to attack him. Each one of them had what to attack him. And, and that's why, like we saw for many years, they both didn't have children. They both had to attack him, whatever the Nakuda and the Neshama was, which was as a result of the Chet they did in the previous door, which needs to come to Tikkun. But when it come up through, through Shimshon, their child, what? So, before, besides the fact that we said that both of them were obviously Tzadikim, 
But now they're given an opportunity to, to address specifically the point that caused the kilkul in the first time. And that's why the, in the Malach's first le- message, he says two things. He says to her, Number one, don't drink wine or anything else. And number two, Don't eat anything. At the time we asked, that why was that a, why was that something which was a, a, a prerequisite for a Nazi? So he explains, these are the two chatoim of each one. The chet of Nayach was that he drank wine. The chet of, of Chava is she ate something tamer. She ate something which caused tumor, which was ate a das. Only she wasn't allowed to drink wine. Right, we'll see. And therefore, therefore the, 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 in order for Shimshon to be born, the tikkun of both of these things, so we made it, she was, she was inhibited from both. Not to drink wine, yain v'shaycha, not to eat tamer. And that's what the Nayach tells her, because Kinezir Lekim Yenai Brinabotin, that uh, the, the reason you're doing this is that you'll be able to have the child who's going to be and is a Nazi from before he's born and he's going to be that what the Malach tells her is he's going to be the one to begin to save Ta Israel from the Pishti. There was another din here also which he told after the lady he can't cut his hair. Now there's something which you need to understand here and that is the point of a Nazir the din with his hair. Why is it a sign of Kedushin? That he can't drink wine, you understand. That he can't become Tommy to Mason, you understand. That he can't cut his hair. Why is long hair a sign of Kedushin? Why is it a sign of anything? On the contrary, it seems to be more of a preoccupation with the person's uh, physical side that is more into his hair. So and if you're going to say what the Mashmas of the Nazirus, that the point was so that when he was retiring himself from his Nazirus, he shaved off all his hair. So the point of growing it was in order to shave it off at the end, it doesn't work by Shemshan because Shemshan was a Nazi for that. So he was never ever meant to touch his hair. So what was the Indian of growing his hair? So I'm not going to discuss this now because we need to see more details about Shemshan's hair later. I just want to bring your to this. And it says that one of the clothes of Shem gave Chava, somewhere in Erebin, on the side the above, somewhere there, the end of Erebin, is the Gemara, so one of the Hashem's Chava was his catalogue. Chava was cursed with ten clothes. One of them, which is Magadelis Terakadilis, that she has long hair. That was one of the clothes of Chavu, you need to understand what's the clothes in that. And that was the point of Shimshan, not being able to touch his hair to Metak in that. We were going to still explain this message when we get further into the story. That's why that message, Mrs. Uh, Malayah didn't think she had to tell her husband. She understood that was a tickle for her. The Mariyala Rosh was a tickle for her head. So she doesn't tell that to Malayah. We're also going to see the second part of what he told her that he's going to be the one to begin to Moshe Akaisha from the Pishtim. We're going to see later on why she also thought that it was Kashur to her more than to him. Now, if that's the case, if the Malach comes to her and tells her the message, so Manayach thinks that obviously she's been attacked whatever she did wrong in order to have a child, and that's what the Malach came to tell her, and that he also wants to eat Sidai. What's his job? What does he need to do? And that's why he doubles Hashem. And he says, make the man come back again. And we are in the Manasi, the Nariyurat, and you should teach us what to do with the child after he's born. In other words, you've told her a message, what she needs to do, so that's, then she'll have a child. And that's her ticket. What about me? What's, what, what, what am I meant to do? So Hashem listens to Manach, and the Manach comes again to the lady. And once again, when Manach goes to ask the Manach, Tell me also, what's going to be the din as regards the child? What do we have to do? So the man doesn't tell him anything. 
he says, I told the lady, that's what you have to do also. Because I told the lady, that's what you have to do, which means she can't eat anything which comes from the grapevine. She can't drink anything which is wine. And she can't eat anything tamed. Everything I told her, that's what she should go. So which means the Malach came to tell Malach nothing. He always said is that I told the lady she should do. And you repeated the same things again. And also that you notice here the Malach leaves out the murder around the Rosa. The Malach doesn't mention that this time around. He just said whatever I told the lady, that's what she's meant to be doing. Now, when Malach realizes this, this is a Malach. Again, okay, the beginning of the love. After she realizes the Malach goes up to the Shemaim, so now, let's think a second. What was the point of the tip? Malach understands he has to attack something, and uh, he also understood there was something to attack from his point of view. And uh, the Malach came to give the lady an instruction what she needs to attack what she needs to do for Shimshon. Malach doesn't have a job to do. And even when he asks Hashem, Hashem, tell me what, what I should do, what's in the area, what do we have to do? So, what does the, the Malach come back and say that I told her? This is what she has to do. Which means the Malach came expressly to tell there's no job for you. That's why Malach tells his wife and he says, I'm going to die. There's nothing for me to do. The Malach came back just to tell me that I have nothing to do. It's all your talk. And therefore, what did I say Malach for? Mois namus kelekim reino. That's from the Pasuk. That he says, the Mephoshim explained, it's not really honest, another Mephoshim explained this Pasuk, that the good is, if a person sees a Malach, and the Malach came to give them a mission, so then it's understood, the Malach came to the job. But if a person saw a Malach without the mission, so then obviously it means they don't have a job to do. The Malach didn't come to tell Manach anything, the Malach explicitly came to tell Manach, I'm not telling you anything. I told her, I'm telling her again. So Manach thought, that's the case, and obviously I don't have a part to play in this. And that's why I thought he was going to die. So there's two things she says. <laughs> what you should have told him is, we can't die because we were given the tapi to do to bring him up. But that was what, negated to her. What she told Menach was negated to him. He was the one who brought the carbon. And so Hashem wanted to kill you, you wouldn't have accepted the carbon from you. Because the carbon is a sign of Ritzi, that Akash Baruch was happy with the person. So if Hashem wanted to punish you, you wouldn't accept the carbon. Same thing, you wouldn't have seen the Malach. There would be no point bringing back the Malach specially for you to see him if Kiro Hashem didn't want to, well, didn't, didn't want to do anything. Okay, so Leish And that's, Leish Manu Kazois isn't the mitzvah that she had. The Kazois is to give us the message that we're going to have a child. So therefore, what she's telling him is that it's, uh, it's the Adab, for all the things which he also was party to, like the Rona Korban, the fact that the Malach came back specially because of his tefillah, shows Hashem doesn't want to kill him. Okay, so Hashem doesn't want to kill him, but then comes back the question. So what was uh, his, he wasn't given anything to do. It was all her tafkid, all she was told to do. But so what, what Mitzidoi is, is, is his job. Um, what's also interesting, as you saw in the next Pasuk, that she gave him his name, not Manach. She called him Shimshon. So, what was the, what was, the, what was, we understand that therefore the Manach directed what he said to her, Tafka, that was available for her to do. Um, we have to understand. So, what was the Tikkun meant to be? What was the Tikkun meant to be? So, let's go back to the Chait of Chava and the Chait of Nach, each in a different dark. 
and understand what the Nakuda, what they did wrong was, or they now have to do right in order to attack in uh, each Nasut to a certain extent that will allow Shimshin to become Shimshin Agiba. Okay, so let's talk about Mishnah first, what her, what as what, what, what the Chait was, and therefore what the Malach now tells us is a way to attack in it. So the simple chat, let's start with that. The simple chat was, the mistake was to listen to the snake, what to eat. The snake, well, to listen to the snake, what to eat. And now the tip on the simple level is, to listen to the malach, what not to eat. Now she was over at Tivui by, by following the snake, and you said to eat. And now the way to attack it, that is now malach is coming to tell you not to eat, and you're going to listen to the malach, that's a simple level of difference. Um, that's also alluded to in the Brach of Yaakov Avinu. The don, don is a nachash ali arach. Don is compared to a snake. It was meant to be the to is compared to the snake in the sense that we spoke about. It attacks as a yachid, whatever it is. There's also a remis here. It is meant to undo the aver of the snake. There was meant to be a tikkun for the aver of the snake. And therefore, the simple level was listen to the malach. In other words, don't eat when when Hashem tells when the malach was not to eat, or she thought the original was a navi. And uh, that would be a ticket for what the snake would try to seduce her to eat. Is that an equal uh, ticket? It was a much bigger pull. Now that we say this was a certain ticket, it wasn't a complete ticket of time. We understand that people still died afterwards. They were still living in the same world. Right. There was a certain element of a ticket which would allow children to be born. Uh, that, was the, that was the one, that was the first point. Why, 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 that was the message to her, what she could be attacking. Now, the fact that he would be Yachel Asher Seshal Minat Tishtim, he would begin to say Kaddish from the Tishtim. Uh, the whole idea of the Tishtim, we understand, was a nation which was didn't really, shouldn't really have been there. Um, if you look in the Pasuk and Devarim where it talks about them, it talks about a different nation called the Kaftarim who lived in that territory, and then Hashem drove them out for the Tishtim, and which I know the say that there's a sometimes Tziv Hashem Liyakov Sviv Osarim. Hashem makes enemies to come specially to around Kali Yisrael to be used as enemies for Kali Yisrael. And the Pishnah was such an example. They weren't the natural inhabitants of the land they were in, but Hashem drove out the original inhabitants for them so that they could now be, a, so to speak, a thorn in the side of Kali Yisrael as they were from now in the Shoftim until the time of David HaMelech. The conquering the Pishnah was a big chedek of what had Kali Yisrael not done more of areas later would have been, been, been a tikkun to take the whole of Eretz Yisrael, to complete the Kibosh Eretz Yisrael. Remember, Eretz Yisrael was part of Eretz Yisrael. It was given to us. It wasn't like the lands of Moab and Ammon, which were given to other nations that we weren't meant to get. Eretz Yisrael was part of Eretz Yisrael, which was given to us. Just, we weren't able to overcome the Yisrael. They were being used as an, as an enemy against Kali Yisrael. Uh, the full conquest of Eretz Yisrael would only be when we conquered the Yisrael. Shushan was the one to begin that process. Which means he needed a certain dargah of, uh, of something national a certain dargah of Rukh whatever it was, to give him the, the ability to do that, which in turn entailed that each of his parents was metakin, something that they were makalkil by people, and that it could go back to such a level. The strength of other Mauritian before the Chait was also something supernatural. The Gemara says that after the Chait, Hashem was Mamaitin. He made it much smaller, he made it much weaker. And therefore, to produce a Shimshon, we're going back to a pre-Chait stage, to a certain extent. 
uh, also Shimshon signs. There's also, we're going to see how big he was. There's also something which we find only in reference of, of like other Mauritian, tremendous size. So there had to be a certain ticket of the height of Adam to produce, to, to have Shimshon. That was the, that was the ticket from Chavah's point of view. Now, what was the ticket for Nech? So we, what was the height of Nech? The Maisa, Nech's height was more B'Shagig than B'Mezi. Nech got drunk, and what happened to when he got drunk definitely wasn't what he wanted. Um, the height of Nayak was, before she variously explained that she shouldn't have started with grapes, she shouldn't, have, she shouldn't have eaten grapes at the beginning, whatever it was going to be, but he lost his stature by getting drunk, and then what happened to him afterwards was a consequence of that. That wasn't part of his, that wasn't the height he intended to do. As we know, it was Ar Kanan, uh, his son Kham, his grandson Kanan were the ones that were responsible for what happened to Noach, and Noach, with today, wanted to take revenge on them. That's why he curses them. The Pishtim Kedur Abdecham. And therefore, even though Noach, all he could do was curse them, the revenge against the Pishtim Bepoil is going to be the start in the time of Shimshon. That was a kind of the revenge for what they did, but for that, there had to be a certain token from Noach's point of view as well. What was Noach meant to do? So we don't find he was instructed not to drink wine. That was definitely the ticket for Chavah. She was told not to do, she didn't listen to the Sibu, now she was told the Tibu that she has to listen to. The next job was something else that we're going to see in the, in the Hemshech of the story. And that is, his job was, um, and the, the Malach doesn't tell him anything specific. When the Malach comes back, he says, I told the lady a job, that's all. She should listen to what I told her. Because Manach's mistake wasn't he didn't listen to Hashem. Manach's mistake wasn't he didn't listen to Hashem. Hashem didn't tell him anything. It was his own mistake. That he decided to start by drinking wine, and that was uh, that led to to the, to the kill call, to the mis- that tragedy it led to. And therefore, Menach's avoider wasn't to be given the tzivu which he had to listen to. That wasn't the nature of his chet that he didn't listen to the tzivu, so it wouldn't be the tzivu either. That was the Menach only comes for the lady because that was her tzivu, not his tzivu. It was Menach's tzivu. We're going to see. Menach's tzivu was that Bimkom, the the fourth sign that he lost then. And he wasn't able to megadal him, like he says himself in the Fasik there. That you were Meneh from your father's son that I could megadal. So now his job here now is going to be to bring up Shimshon. Not with a special tibu. As a father. Your job is going to megadal Shimshon. And if you're going to see a few times along the way how his father gets involved in things in his life, that was Meneh's tabi. That uh, to megadal Shimshon in place of the father's son that Noah would have had and lost, and direct him. Um, that's, uh, and that's what that didn't come with the tibu. That's a little bit, the background, if you want, to the story of Menachem and his wife. And uh, it also puts into context of why everything happened. Now, the last point. Menachem... So I'm going to explain how One last point. We know Chazal said, Rashi brings it from Chazal. The, the conclusion of Yaakov, Avinu's Nebuah, Tishav, Adon was, Nisha'asra Kivisi Yashem. That I thought that he would be Mashiach, and he's not, and I'm still waiting for Mashiach. And we see that Mashiach is from David. David was the one who completed the plan against the Nishtim. Now we're going to see. Shimshon was Yachel Hashem. He was the one who started to say first from the Nishtim. The one who completed the job was David HaMelech. Now we're going to see. He was a Gilgal of Adam. And number two, David was a Gilgal of Adam. That was a full Shlemus. So far we've got the Gilgal of Noach and the Gilgal of Chadah. Coming back with Shimshon, David wasn't just a Gilgal of Adam. He was the Hashlam of Adam. The 70 years of David's life, the 70 years taken from Adam, and that goes back to the starting points of being, of 
of bringing the Goyle. Um Which, again, let's explain what David had with Shemshin Zedem, that extra level. Um, but but he wasn't Mashiach, though. Sorry? He wasn't Mashiach he's, either. He's the grandfather of Mashiach. He's the ancestor of Mashiach. David was the Zerah of Mashiach and the Zerah of David. So that's, uh, that, that, that was the extra dimension which Shemshin didn't have. It was a thing of Noach and Chabib, not of Adam. And that's what he did. He only started the process. The Shleim was the process when you get the Tikkun of Adam also, which what David did, and then we made that, that, that can destroy the Pishtim, who were the, 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 the starting point of the going who came to attack us, and eventually I'll bring Moshiach to it.